Trigger warning, the Resilience Project provides an open space for people to share their personal experiences. Some content in this podcast may include topics that you may find difficult. The listener's discretion is advised. Hello, friends. Welcome to Radical Resilience, a weekly show where I, Blair Kaplan Venables, have inspirational conversations with people who have survived life's most challenging times. We all have the ability to be resilient and bounce forward from a difficult experience. And these conversations prove just that. Get ready to dive into these life-changing moments while strengthening your resilience muscle and getting raw and real. Welcome back to another episode of Radical Resilience. I'm Blair Kaplan Venables, and I'm here with my sister, Alana Kaplan. We have just spent the last 10 minutes (laughs) laughing our faces off because (laughs) sometimes laughter is the best medicine. And we had a whole nother topic planned that was, it's a really important topic, but you know, today's not the day that we're recording it. So you might be laughing alongside with us or not. But today, because of our sillies, we have the sillies, we're actually going to talk about, we're going to talk about ways that we cope, ways that we cope in difficult situations with stress. And this idea came all because we were talking about, well, it started because I started recording our other topic. And I just, I said the podcast name weird and then Lana started laughing and I started laughing. And then we we, Alana made a comment about like, I'm going to just go lie in my bag. (laughs) And so I was like, you know, we should talk about your bag. And so I think this is a really good place to, to note, like Alana and I have like a pretty dry humor and like, even in like the darkest of dark moments, we can find like things that are funny, but we also do our own things to cope. And so this episode's all about how I cope, how Alana copes, how we cope together. So sit back and enjoy the ride. Hi, Alana. Hi. I know you kept trying to pipe in there. (laughs) I did, but every time I like went to unmute, I just was about to laugh again because um, I've been told I can't control my laughter. And actually this is like a little anecdote at my bat mitzvah. That was like my biggest fear was like going up in front of everyone and laughing. And so I couldn't wear my glasses. What? Yeah, I had I, no idea. That's so funny. Yeah, so I <laughs> that's a secret you've had for twenty years. <laughs> I'm really good at secrets, um, and so yeah, I had to take my glasses <clears throat> off because if I saw someone and made eye contact with them, I probably would have laughed. Wait, how did you read the Torah without your glasses? I'm nearsighted. I can't see far, but I can see near. Oh, sorry, I'm blind. So <laughs> I'm not yeah. blind, but like I can't read or see without my glasses. Yeah. Um, and that was just like a reminder that the 13 year old is still in me 20 yeah. years later. So you mean, let's just start with the thing that kind of like triggered this laugh fest. <clears throat> Alana has been making some huge progress in her grief. Mm-hmm. She's doing all sorts of things, making all these life changes. And one of those things that she has <clears throat> done that she's added to her life <clears throat> that she's open to talking about she's added uh infrared sauna bag to her life now when yeah. she told me about this i was like Egh. i just picture a sleeping bag and like it getting like soggy but <clears throat> she seems to lie in this bag 
all the time. And we were just talking and kind of laughing. And then she just said something about, I'm going to go lie in my, oh, we're talking about a show (laughs) and the ending. And she's like, okay, maybe after this, I'll go watch it (laughs) and lie in my bag. (laughs) I realize when you, when you say lie in your bag, it sounds weird. (laughs) It's a, I think it's advertised as a blanket, not a bag. So <laughs> that's my mistake. It's a blanket. <laughs> and we have the giggles again. So if there's silence for a moment, that is why. But this blanket's revolutionary. So like last winter, I went through this like phase of going to this like sauna studio. <laughs> Sorry, Blair just turned her camera off. So the giggles are fully back and and that's okay. We're just going to roll with it. Anyways, it was expensive. And then I saw this blanket online and it's a miracle. It's like weighted. It's an infrared. You go in. And so I watch all my trashy shows, including the one I will watch tonight in the bag. And it is such a good coping skill. I sleep so well after. Honestly, in the bag, you just called it a bag. (laughs) It's a sauna blanket, not a sauna bag. I don't know why I keep saying bag, but like maybe it's because I feel like a sack of potatoes in it. I don't know. It's amazing. And the best part is my night, my sleeps at night have been fantastic. Like I'm someone who typically would wake up every couple hours and I might wake up once a night. So I am really excited to go into my blanket and watch a show after. Questions. Okay. So <clears throat> a couple questions for those listening. One, like, how did you know that this was the specific one you wanted to buy? Two, how long do you lie in it? Okay, one and two, and then yeah. uh, I'll ask you for three later. Okay, um, I did research. Um, and this one had a lot of good reviews. And so that's why I chose it. I didn't want to commit to like getting a sauna for my, like an infrared sauna for my basement, even though it would have fit. I just feel like that just felt excessive at this you... point. <laughs> I'm not funny. close to the idea. Of I it. think Alana, but like, can you watch TV in a stand-up sauna? Um, there actually might be ways with oh. like Bluetooth and speakers, but that's beyond my capacity. So if someone wanted to install, then maybe. Mm-hmm. But this is why it's so good. So you line it for, so the one I have has like nine temperature settings and you can line it for about 40, 45 minutes, 30 minutes to an hour. I do 40, 45, however long an episode of The Real Housewives is. And, and tell me, and tell me lies. <laughs> and tell me lies and uh, Winter House. Survivor gets, does not get the, the blanket it gets like full me because it needs I need to be able to focus and sometimes I like lull in and out in it kind of like like not not passing out but going to sleep (laughs) yeah like you know shavasana and yoga where you're kind of like in the underworld you're not quite asleep you're not quite awake that's how I sometimes get when I'm in this blanket good call (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna say bag I was gonna say bag um so what are the benefits so you said with your sauna blanket you you're sleeping better 
Like, what else have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Like, how has it impacted maybe your anxiety or like the grief, depression? Like how, how, what have you noticed? And how long have you actually been like using it for? Mm-hmm. I've had it for like a week and a, two weeks. I've had it for two by the time now. this airs, it'll be probably like a month or so. Okay. So I've had it for a while. I use it about four or five times a week. Um, so benefits aside from sleeping is like, I feel calm, like so much calmer, not even just the day I use it, but the day after as well. Um, I think there's all these other benefits. Like if you have injuries, they help heal. I used it while I'm on my cycle and that helped my stomach. Um, so sometimes I've even gone in it and just like went up to my stomach. Um, so that helps too. I think there's some benefit of detoxification, um, but that's where they kind of lose me um, because I just like, don't know the science behind that. Um, and, so the- and what I didn't know that Alana told me is I thought you go into the sauna blanket naked, but no, <laughs> it hurts. If I didn't try naked, but because I think of how close it is, it can get really, really hot. So they say to go in, in like loose clothing, or I've gone in leggings before. Um, so long sleeve, um, and long pants. Um, I did go in shorts once and I was really distracted by how much I was feeling. Um, so I would not recommend that, but some people I've read online have bought sleeping bag liners and then they'll go in that naked. That just seems like too much work. And that would be a bag inside a blanket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, and it's weighted. I think I may have said that before, but the weightedness also helps with feeling calm. I like that. So I think that's a cool tool. Like as much because I was kind of hesitant, but Alana loves it so much. I'm thinking of maybe trying it. And I asked her to send me the company, like maybe they want to be one of our sponsors. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But what are some other tools um, that you like, not like tools as in exercises, but like physical tools Mm -hmm. that you find that you're using that are, is helpful. Yeah. Um, so the treadmill is a really big one for me. I love walking. And when I lived in Toronto, I walked everywhere and anywhere and Winnipeg just isn't built like that. Um, and so that's how I move my energy is through walking. Um, and I'll put on a podcast or listen to music or do one of the guided Peloton workouts. Um, Another one for me is taking baths um, is a big tool. I think just like being in the elements. So like water, um, I don't know what it is. I've always been a bath person, but since um, everyone died, <laughs> sorry, I realized that was very like, I, it's, I talk like that too. Like again, yeah. our dark humor, like <clears throat> since everyone died. <laughs> yeah, Since everyone died, I've been taking baths multiple times a week especially in my, where I live now, I have a deep bath and, um, it's fantastic. So anything with my body, I find also helps my mind more recently. Um, journaling is something I've been doing. Even if I don't want to journal, I was telling Blair last night that sometimes I just like open my journal and write, I don't really want to write that I'm here. I actually have a recent journal entry where I was like trying to get into it. And then Shane wouldn't mm-hmm. stop talking. So it was like, sorry, started. And I was like, Shane won't stop talking. I'll get back to this. <laughs> yeah. I, I just like, yeah. There's Journals. something about, 
yeah, the stream of consciousness, just kind of like writing, like whatever, getting it out. And I say this to my clients all the time, like stream of consciousness journaling. I don't know what it is. I don't even really go back and read my journal entries, but it really helps whatever it is that I'm doing. Yeah. I think those are really great tools. Like I, you know, I was just thinking about what do I do? Like besides taking Zoloft and support from CBD and sometimes plant medicine, Um, I have a bath every day, sometimes twice. Like I only shower when it's hair wash time or if I need a quick little rinse, (laughs) if I need a little rinse after the hot tub. Oh yeah. I have a hot tub. Like I really also like being in water, being near water on water in water is very calming to me. Um, I really like to start my day off. Like I I get up and I work out and then I have a candlelit bath and listen to meditation music. And, you know, that's kind of when some of my best ideas come to me. So this morning I wrote this whole little thing. It's maybe one day we'll make its way to social media. Maybe by the time you listen to this, it already is on social media about shadows, but I, uh, yeah, like I'm, I also then after my candlelit bath, I pull a Oracle card and I journal. That's kind of like my morning process. Like I, on the days I don't do that entire process, whether it's like I have an hour to journal or 10 minutes, I just make sure I always get some, some writing in. I feel like it's kind of like, you know, when you warm up your engine before you drive your car, I feel like for me, um, it's, it's great to do that. That's so interesting because for you, it's a morning practice of revving your engine engine up. And for me, it's like a, at the end of the day, I'm in bed, like a dump of whatever is in my mind. So I can have a clear mind before bed. So oh, I love that. Yeah. ENFJ, INFJ, guess who's who. Um, so, and then, yeah, like other things, like for me, um, I, you know, I get on the the bike, like I, on the days where I wake up and like do yoga or get on the bike are great. Um, I do also like walking. I don't walk as much as Alana does, but I'm trying really hard to make sure I get out and walk for me. A lot of the times physical activity is for my mind and it's for my mental health over my physical health, which is really good. And you know, before the miscarriage, I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was waking up and hiking to a waterfall every morning at like 6am. And it was like, I was in the best mental state of my life. It's probably why I got pregnant. I was in like the best physical and mental health state. And then like the miscarriage and Dave dying and mom dying and dad dying and everything else that happened. Um, I'm having a little trouble getting back to where I need to be, but I feel like my mental health is really starting to heal. I could feel it. So I will get back there. But I think like the other things that really do help me is like talking about it, talking. I have a podcast. You're listening to it. I show up on social media. I'm a writer for me writing, not just in my journal, but on social media or however else it is, maybe writing books. That's what really helps me um, process. And I don't know, do I, what other tools do I have? (laughs) Uh, Well, me, I'm your external brain. Yes, that's true. Um, I don't have a, a heat bag yet, but <laughs> sauna bag. Oh yeah. A sauna, sauna blanket. <laughs> a sauna blanket yet. I actually, Shane and I, I would like to get a sauna, but I, I don't know. I think, um, you know, I've just, and I know it's, it's been a while, but like, it's been all oh, close to two years since mom's passed and almost a year from dad passing. I mean, I'm rounding up. So like, maybe it's been like three quarters of a year since dad best. I don't know. Alana's doing math, but I, regardless, 
I've just started like feeling good enough to leave the house. Like I'm talking, I actually went to the store the other day instead of using Instacart. I, you know, ran errands a couple of times instead of just doing everything online. Like I, depression and depression, anxiety, depression, anxiety, and grief, compound grief. It's all very difficult to navigate and like leaving the house, interacting with humans. I didn't have the energy, the mental bandwidth or like the desire. And, you know, I'm just slowly, like, I'm like, maybe one foot is out of that pool. Like I'm getting better at it. Like I got really ambitious and made all these plans for the, you know, plans over the weekend. And I, I, I probably won't do most of them, but I'm working on it <laughs> because once I'm out in social, it feels really good. So for me also being around other people and, you know, one of the hard things I find with like being around other people is great. And because I don't really know many people in Kamloops, it's kind of like a fresh start where like when I'm somewhere where I know a lot of people, I'll, you know, especially people I haven't seen since even before COVID and running into them, it's like, they feel really sad for me. And that's great. But I'm finally in a place where I'm not constantly thinking about everyone who died. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because I still, because I recently moved back, I guess it's not so recent anymore. Um, back to Winnipeg where we're Back from. to Winnipeg, yes. I, a lot of times when I'm seeing people, it's the first time I'm seeing them since all the death. And I like get, and that part of the reason I don't go to the grocery store for me is not because like, I don't want to, my worry is running into someone and them coming up to me and like giving condolences in the grocery store. And I just don't have the capacity for that. I appreciate it, but sometimes I just want to go buy pickles and lie in her heat bag. <laughs> um, and like, I think that's a fair point. That's like what I was getting at it. You know, when I, when I see people I know who I've known throughout this process, like I really, like, I really love the support. Um, but sometimes I won't even be thinking about it. Like I'm thinking about, you know, buying pickles. That's all I'm thinking about in the grocery store. And someone comes up to me and like sends her condolences for all of the things. And it jolts me out of like the present and puts me back in the past and then the future. Cause I do a lot of like, Oh, this is not the life I imagined. I did not think I'd be a 37 year old sober bird watcher. I learned a lot about (laughs) birds on my most recent trip to Hawaii. Lots of really cool birds are there, but like, that's not the life I imagined. I thought by now I'd be a wine drinking soccer mom of two, Uh, but I'm not, but I, you know, and it's, it's for me, mourning the loss of everyone who's gone, but also mourning the life I thought I was going to have. So there's lots of grief and it's very woven in. So often, like before, I just like always was thinking about it. Everything reminded me of someone. And we've done a recent episode that like everything was a grief trigger. And mm-hmm. I'm getting to the point where like not everything is a grief trigger. And it's it's a really nice place to be. But one of those grief triggers sometimes is like if, you know, I'm at the grocery store and I'm not thinking about it and someone brings it up, but I guess that's just inevitable. And that's people showing their compassion and their empathy at war sympathy, but are they doing it for them? Or are they doing it for us? It's a great question. Probably a bit of both. I had a run in recently with someone who I don't know, like too, too well, but they knew mom well, they know our family well, and they hadn't seen me obviously since everyone died. And 
was trying to have a visit with other people who are around and they wanted to express their condolences and it was so lovely and I just wanted to visit with the other people and so that was like a tricky conversation Mm. to navigate yeah so I mean I guess you know the point of this this podcast episode was to talk about coping tools and whatnot you know there's also books there's lots of books out there um other podcasts there's some really great social media accounts out there for grief there's some that are like the dark humor <laughs> like i saw one the other day that was like so inappropriate but like kind of funny <laughs> and did you I, send it to me yeah it was the one where i don't want to even repeat it on the radio but it was like well, the one where the the boy was doing his dad's makeup who was in oh yeah in an urn, yeah <laughs> in an urn <laughs> But, you know, I, we all have our own ways to cope. Some of us like want to hermit. Some of us compartmentalize. Some of us pretend everything is fine. Some of us are very, you know, transparent about how we're feeling. There's no wrong way to do any of it. There's no right way to do any of it. You know, and sometimes if you have plans to have a conversation about a very serious topic and you and your sister can't stop laughing, you pivot. Mm-hmm you pivot and then you, you know, so, you know, this episode was not, it did not go as planned. No, but that's and the topic, okay. Yeah. And that's okay. Because Lana said, I don't know why I'm laughing this hard. I haven't laughed this hard in so long. I only laugh this hard usually with her and we both yeah. really needed it. Like those yeah. deep belly soul laughs, you know, the stomach only, ache laughs. The only other few times I've had these laughs with her have been around the death of a parent, which That's is like true. Yeah, like just funny things that have happened, <laughs> like after a parent dies. And I don't know, this was like had nothing to do with death. So that's nice that our deep belly laughs are progressing from grief <laughs> to other serious topics. Yes. We but needed it. You need to listen. Well, this is a great comment. Um a great time to talk about, or I guess not talk about, but bring up the idea of listening to your body. Um, and so Blair and I have become really attuned to listening to our bodies. I don't know why I feel like I'm giggling again, but because you are, you feel like you're giggling because you are. Because <laughs> I am. But we just needed to laugh and we tried. We tried five or six times. No, I'll start. tell you after. I th- I'll tell you after how many times because I hit record. <laughs> I recorded a bunch. Okay. There's a lot of mini recordings out in the universe with lots of giggles and silence. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, listening to your body, lying in a heat bag, (laughs) watching your, watching your, you know, TV shows, being in water, find what feels good to you. Like try something out. And if it makes you feel better, Keep doing it. Keep exploring it. If you try something out, it makes you feel the same or worse. Don't do it. Everyone is different. Alana is different than me. We're different than you. But, you know, there are tools out there. You don't have to stay sitting in a place of extreme sadness and grief. You will get through those really hard times. Do you have any final words you want to share on this, Alana? No. Okay. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) well thank you for tuning in to another episode of radical resilience i'm blair kaplan venables alana kaplan was the other voice in your ear the griefy gals yeah we're also we weren't 
this we're isn't not. the griefy gals episode but we're also known as the griefy gals yeah we're also known as the griefy gals but you know what we're coming out of that i don't want to be known known as a griefy gal i just like we also have this shtick it's our shtick it is our shtick and it's okay to not be okay you're gonna get through the hard times you want to read other stories of resilience you can buy the book online the global resilience project um, you know, if you want to submit your story online, you go to IamResilient.info. You're not alone. We're here with you. You got this. That's a wrap for another episode of Radical Resilience. Do you feel inspired by this episode? You can subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast player and connect with us to join the conversation at IamResilient.info. Remember, it's okay to not be okay. And you, my friend, are resilient. Radical Resilience is a podcast created by The Resilience Project.